right, welcome back into the Plank Show. This is a good tune. We're that, we're a little mellow on the show today as I fight through my little tummy ache. Yep, it's so, a very it's a very melancholy third hour. I don't think I've left the studio outside of like one time. So I just want to stay in here. Hey, hour number three is brought to us by Rooftech. Give Josh Tucker at Rooftech a call. 405-703-4245. They're not melancholy over there. No, they're not. Uh, and a rather melancholy, tragic story going on right now. Uh, there's been a shooting at a New York subway station in Brooklyn. Oh. Um, it's It happened two miles from the Barclay Center. So, like a, like a mass shooting? Yeah, they five people shot, several injured. Dude, what is what is going on? I haven't, like I said, I've kind of just been focused on the show today. I haven't been playing on Twitter too much, but hmm. terrible story. I, yeah, here's they they got the live coverage up of it now. I need to shift to CBS News here. I wonder if they'll still play the game tonight. I don't yeah, think. that's that's a good question. <clears throat> it's a good question, man. Tom. Maybe not. Yeah, so be careful putting up my feed. Let me go ahead and mute this so it doesn't do anything wrong. In the meantime, uh, that sad update will keep you in the loop of what's going on there. Let's get to the phones real quick. A-A-Ron, Aaron, welcome to the show. What's up, Aaron? I haven't been called that in a long time. <laughs> um, on that Grant Wright deal, I, I believe, guys, that whenever Bowlesby went out and got the new added teams, he pretty much gave his uh, gave OU and Texas a contractual out because uh, we'll see. That's changing. That's changing the contract. Also, I mean, you know, they uh, there was a I forget what report it was, but uh, it, it it actually came out that way. Now, you know, all the back channel stuff's got to be done to move to the conference. It's going to take a while anyway, but uh, I think probably twenty twenty three will be the will be the go year. I hope you're right, Aaron, but I don't. I don't know if that's going to necessarily be the case. Now, I think. Tell tell me if this is crazy, if Aaron. Tell if me if this is crazy, Josh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I'm just saying. And if it's not, if that's not the go there go year, then what are you going to pay eighty million dollars or whatever price it would be for one season to get out? I mean, they've it got to be the go year, Aaron. They've got attorneys. Well, I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be eighty million for one year. I think all that's prorated down. No. It's not um, because it's considered the full contract. It doesn't prorate it. It's considered the full contract in, in all of my understandings. Now, OU and Texas are going to argue like crazy that that's not the case. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. That was an in-depth conversation there with A.A. Ron. Yeah, he, I don't know. Maybe he lost cell service. You made him mad. That's what you did. You think so? Yes. This guy upset him? <laughs> now, anyway, go ahead with your point. I'm sorry. Uh, well, just that OU and Texas, I mean, clearly that's what they're going to try and fight for. And what he's saying there that, you know, Bowlesby and the Big 12 changed the parameters of the grant of rights. Okay, sure, but so did OU and Texas by making the decision to accept invitations into the Southeastern Conference. So there's a, there's a long little battle ahead before this thing is all said and done. And we'll see what the new Big 12 commissioner will see first and foremost, who is it? And then sort of what their stance is on things. Do they want every last penny from OU in Texas? Or are they are they willing to say, you know what, okay, yeah, let's knock this down a little bit. You guys just get the heck out of here and let's all move on. The the grant of rights, now we have a lot of people much smarter than any of us that are currently working on this 
<laughs> and have been for a long time now. But I don't I don't think you're going to be in a situation where my person my, my personal opinion, you want anything to do with a 14 team Big 12. I don't think couldn't care less. And then in the same vein, I also don't think you want to have to deal with 80 mil as a as a buyout to get out. That's just me. So there has to be a common ground somewhere. Yeah, just have the SEC pay it and then take it out in little sums from uh, your yearly payout. I mean, do it right now. Make an agreement with the conference and say, hey, you buy us out over here and we'll take X million less for the next however many years and let's go. 80 mil, man. You're going you're to make more over there anyways. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um, I, I, I think my personal favorite piece of reporting in all of this was the person who thought that with the Longhorn Network money. I'm still that, convinced. That they were going to help buy out Oklahoma. No, I don't think that's happened. I know you are, but I'm not. I just. Well, if ESPN wants us, come on now. Let's fold that Longhorn Network and they're paying for us. Well, we know this much. They're not playing there in 2022 in football. I, I don't think looking at 2025, or, excuse me, 2023, the actual football season is is a crazy thought. But it's by no means anything that I think you can – unless Joe Castiglione was sitting in here with me and said, bro, I think we got this thing figured out. We'll be there in 23. I'm unfortunately preparing myself for another trip to Morgantown. No way next season, right? I'm preparing myself for another trip to Stillwater. I'm just – I've kind of – I've kind of – maybe a trip to – I've never been to Provo. Maybe a trip to Provo. That'd I don't know. That would be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. A little revenge to maybe, be – Maybe an Orlando trip. I don't know. But it just doesn't seem to. And how awkward would that be, right? I mean, just think about this from not finding a way to make it feasible for both Oklahoma and Texas to leave next year. Think about, are you telling me that, like, an Oklahoma State would be, I mean, you're the ones that don't want Bedlam now, right, in football. So would you be okay then with Oklahoma playing UCF or BYU or Houston instead of you? In 2023, if they're in, who do I keep leaving out? We will stick around. We'll stick around with these new teams coming in, but we're not traveling to Orlando or Provo. Right. They got to come here. Right. They got to come here. We're not not going in. And then a following year, 24, which is supposed to be our final year, then we'll go there because you know there's probably no no way. No, we're not going then either. They're they're coming here. We're putting our foot You're not even willing to give that give? No. Come here this year. We'll go there next year. We want more money, too. Yeah, how does that work out? Then what do you do? Mr. New Commissioner, do they get a – I mean, if you're still part of the conference, they get a say about their schedule? They absolutely do. So, there's an interesting angle that no one tends to bring up. We're going we're gonna to make them beholden to this grant of rights until 25. Okay, well, when you bring your new teams in 2023, does that mean that you're okay with them not coming to your place and going and playing at Cincinnati instead? Feels oh, like – Oh, hold up here, hold up here. I didn't say that. Feels like we're pretty locked in now for 2022, and then we'll see. Right? But, I mean, no chance that there's – it's been pretty quiet. I can't say no to anything, right? It's been pretty quiet. And, you know, this this has that feel. This is my opinion. I want to make this very clear. This has, this has the feel of something that once a new commissioner of the Big 12 is installed, then in that instance, in that instance, 
what's that next step? Is that next step to find out, okay, let's go ahead and separate from Oklahoma and Texas as soon as possible? Or is that next step, you know, focusing more on just your TV deals? And it there's a little bit of both. I mean, in, in the minds of, I guess, any new commissioner that would come in, not trying to get too carried away on this topic, but you did bring it up. How about this? Just real quick. That commissioner might say, I don't have to worry about Oklahoma and Texas until 2025 unless they want to pay me $80 million. So maybe it's the farthest thing from his or sure. her mindset. Sure. Or maybe, yeah. I mean, we don't. We just don't know. And what do the other Big 12 institutions want? I mean, I would imagine they want every last penny they can get right. from Oklahoma and Texas. And, you know, as the Big 12 commissioner, you're acting in the interest of the schools, right? The institutions that are a part of the league. So if – if they don't want the exit fee going down, then probably the new Big 12 commissioner is not going to want the exit fee going down either. How about this, though? I'm in. If Texas softball can win one game against Oklahoma Thursday, Friday, Saturday, then okay, we'll pay our own exit <laughs> fee. But if you can't, you're paying every last dime, and we're going, we're going this summer. <laughs> Longhorn Network, you're paying for us. If you can't beat us in softball again, then uh, – what, what if uh, – do you know the great cinematic brilliance of a movie called Beer League? Have you ever seen that before? Love some Artie Lang in Beer League. So in the movie Beer League, whoever wins the the league that year gets to stay in that adult softball beer league, and whoever loses is kicked out because the two, I guess you'd say, best teams tend to always get in a fight because of Maganelli. Right, maybe you try to add something like this to the softball the rest of the year. All right, and by the way, if if you haven't seen Beer League, it is brilliance. Do yourself a favor; it's on all the major streaming apps like IMDb TV and Tubi TV. <laughs> yeah, it's on the big ones for sure. Uh, but but no no no. In, in all seriousness, you say, hey, all right, you guys beat us one time, one time. We'll go ahead and shut up about 2025. But if you can't, we get out next year. That's right. And you're paying. And if you're you can't be at us, you're, you're paying. <laughs> Oklahoma State, you might have to pay double because you're you're expected to be competitive here. I think Kenny Gajewski is really kicking himself right now for not doing the home away home uh, from last year to this year now with three games in, in, in Norman. We'll just take O'Brate Stadium, too. We'll just pick it up. And yeah, that's it right. Norman. If you can't beat us the rest, we all – uh, Obrate Stadium, it's it's a you just load it onto a flatbed and it comes up here to Norman. Bring it on up here. I don't know how we got so carried away on this. This is your fault. You brought up the SEC. Josh. I know. I'm fired up. I'm ready for it. Uh, it's funny because whenever I first started in sports radio, we we would always joke about the topics that people would always want to have an opinion on were Universal DH or Pete Rose. Does he belong in the Hall of Fame? That has progressed over the last couple of years. There's the Colin Kaepernick low-hanging fruit. Mount Rushmore conversations have become more omnipresent. But in Oklahoma, mentioned Lincoln Riley or the pending move to the SEC, and that's become that's become our Does Pete Rose Belong in the Hall of Fame? I saw not. Red Dirt Sport tweet something that I thought was kind of interesting the other day. It was, you know, your evergreen – Share a sports topic that's controversial. Share your most controversial right. sports opinion. 
And the one that he shared was Big Ten would be better for Oklahoma than the SEC. Did Is Oklahoma making a mistake going to the SEC instead of the Big Ten? I don't think so. I don't either. I mean, I think it's the better of the two options. I, I, I'm just I, throwing it out there. I think I think the cultural fit is better in the SEC than the Big Ten. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's a great that's a great question to truly dive into. Because in the Big Ten, you got Nebraska there, and it's kind of been a struggle culturally for Nebraska, right? It really has been in the Big Ten. No, I doubt. mean they're printing money. And no, that's they're great, big time losers. You're right, but they're not successful. And I'm not saying that suddenly it would get more difficult for Oklahoma in the Big Ten than the SEC. That's not my point at all. But I just, I kind of think for where Oklahoma's, I, I vehemently disagree with that. I think now, the more I think about it vehemently disagree well and I just think from a recruiting standpoint it's it's going to be easier to recruit the southeast than it would be to say keep your foothold in Texas going to the Big Ten while also trying to get you know make headway in Ohio and in Michigan or you know just upper northeast I, I think it it makes more sense from a recruiting standpoint to say, okay, let's let's start making some inroads into Florida, into Georgia, into Alabama, into you know Tennessee, and you name it, and keeping what you've got in the state of Texas and, and fortifying that and strengthening that. Yeah, I don't think I agree with it. I, I like the debate, but I mean, because if you're thinking about the future of college sports, I don't even know what conferences are going to look like. But there's there's two that appear to be above all. Yeah, the Big Ten and the, the SEC. Period. Those are the only two places you're leaving to go to, unless you're a mid major or, you know, it's a, a Big Twelve at the time. Whenever there was talks about them merging with the Pac twelve, that's it, right? Or the Pac ten, I guess at that point. So, I understand. I completely get where you might think, oh, that's a better fit. They're making a little bit more money, but I just. I think that Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M are incredible fits in the SEC. I don't think Missouri is. In fact, if I was the SEC, I might, if Nebraska can get a skosh better in football, I mean, I'd be like, hey, what's going on, Big Ten? Want to make a little trade here? (laughs) Give us Nebraska, you take Missouri. And then I think, all right. Because Vandy's not going anywhere. They're not kick. We're not. I'm old enough to remember when people wanted to kick Baylor out of the league because they sucked, not because they had horrific oversight at the time. I mean, I, Baylor was always the free space on the bingo board. I think we just kick Missouri out into the independent realm and just bring Kansas <laughs> into the SEC. Revamp basketball a bit. Everybody gets one more layup in football. So you get Kansas and Vanderbilt as your layups in football. That's that right. What you're saying. Okay, I just really I'm just here for Missouri not being in the SEC. I, I'm I'm real big on fits. I, I am, and some might say, "Well, tell me how Oklahoma fits with Florida." I'm not saying it's a hundred percent, but I just think as a as a group, as of a, a, a passionate football fan base across the board, this is the fit. This is it, 
And well, how does Texas A and M fit with Florida? They don't. They don't. But for some reason, it's just it's been a. It's now they're not winning championships, but they weren't winning championships in the Big Twelve. Nor were they really winning in the Southwestern Conference. Either. I don't even know that Alabama fits with Florida, but no, they don't. And I know because everyone's always like, "Oh, well, then there's Florida." I'm like, yeah, but Florida's a passionate football fan base. You got Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi. Now add Texas and Oklahoma. Oh my gosh! And even some of little these little Tennessee. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is some of these programs that have been down a little bit, Tennessee, Auburn, LSU, the last couple of years. What, what? I know it's not. Too far removed from a title, but we should have started the show with this. All right, quick break. This is this is your fault for hitting on the low hanging fruit. I know. I'm sorry. It's okay. Something had to wake him up on the text line today. I've got the top five stories of the day next, right here on the Plank Show. Stick around. We'll uh, we'll do the Tuesday mashup of the news according to Josh and the top five stories of the day. We went a little too long in that segment. We got just NBA playoffs, OU versus Tech baseball tonight, right here. On the flagship, the Sports Talk 1400. The Sports Talk 1400? The? The? On uh, Sports Talk 1400, 99.3 FM in Norman. And, of course, on the Sports Talk 1400 app. The Ref Radio Network. Ref Radio Network. I I feel like we've mixed in a little OU Texas talk for this week. Oh, yeah. Um, We are definitely over-guested on tomorrow's show. Good. Just kind of give you a, a, a heads up on that. Um, and it looks like everything is good for this week. Would you want to start your in-game spot? Boom! I get... Let's go! I'm sitting outside this week in Austin. Oh, congratulations. Let me tell you why I love sitting outside in Austin. Because they're really nice to you? (laughs) Well, yes. Well, number one, because they put... They don't have a broad – is this two inside baseball real quick? No, I'm okay. curious. So, in Austin, at their softball stadium, their baseball stadium is incredible, right? But their softball stadium is antiquated and needs to be updated, as are most softball stadiums in the Big 12. Oklahoma State deserves a new softball stadium. Texas needs a new softball stadium. Iowa State, Kansas – I think Kansas has a new softball stadium, essentially. It's, um, it's no more than like 10 years old. Baylor. Baylor's is good. Baylor's is good. Who am I leaving out? Iowa State. Iowa State has a neat little complex. It's like got softball, and then next to it is Texas the track Tech. and field. Texas Tech is good. Yeah, it's it's good for what they need. And probably they don't even really deserve one in general. Gosh, they should be playing on a dirt field. Something. No, I'm just kidding. They couldn't. They're in West Texas. That's probably terrible. why. That's probably why you're sick. Is because you just. Came I bet that. Love you it. know what? I was thinking about that. It's like I got home, and usually uh, we've told this joke on the on the air before. I want to stop at every fast food place. I'm like, oh, man, you know what? Spoil yourself. Get a McDouble. Then you like Whataburger. Oh, let's go. But I never do. I never stop. Maybe just breathing in that Lubbock air. I should No, that's what I'm thinking. That West Texas air infected you. Uh, But anyway, so I at at Texas, their play-by-play booth, their play-by-play booth, their media booth, their press box, they literally have their play-by-play guy on one end of the table and then I'm on the other end oh, of the table. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like, hey, what's up, Andrew? So if something's really going good for Oklahoma or vice versa, it's like turn and glare. Yeah, because their press box or their booth is actually taken up by TV. And I get the feeling that this was put together with the idea that they wouldn't have to worry about radio. Now, you got to remember, I haven't been there since 19. 
So maybe things have changed, but I don't think they have. Sounds like it was put together with the idea that you guys might end up in an all-out brawl right there in the cheering well, section. And, and, and here's the thing that I've come to realize, and I don't know if this comes across on the air, but I get a little bit carried away with excitement when something good happens. And do you know how I made fun of like the Mitch Holtist, Mitch Holtist fist pump? It's like, and people that I, I, that's me. I mean, I, I got to stop. And there's nothing worse than if the play by play guy for the team that just gave up the home run is sitting right next to you. And I'm over there like, yeah, suck it, DX, do the crotch chops. Like, I I mean, that's literally what's going on, right? So I, because you really do. I, I don't know what Andrew's background is. but you He's a really baseball do. guy, very low-key dude, and I love him to death. I mean, did he graduate from Texas? Or? I don't think so. Well, but okay, so great. That exactly the point I was looking for. You really do learn to love the team sure. and the program that you're broadcasting for. So you got some other D-bags sitting a couple feet away that's going crazy while they're beating your team. Not, not so much fun. Good point. So anyway. Not that you would be that person because I – of course, love and respect. Well, I you. appreciate that, right? But I would be someone that eventually people in the press box. Well, and it's, it still waters the same way. Still waters the exact same way. The, the the thing that sucks about Oklahoma State. Well, at the very least, they have a radio booth for their guy, right? So they put, um, they put their radio guys in the booth. But you're literally doing play by play while their SID and PA guy are right next to you. Is it kind of awkward? Oh, oh, you think? It's like, I want to go hide when I'm like, ah, rip, take that out of here. Go on. They're looking at you like, ah, oh, sorry. It's just, you know. It's my job. This what is what did. I do. She really hung that pitch and you can't really. But yeah, I'm, so I'm outside. I'm very happy right now. It makes the day even better. All right, and the hit. Cowboys have been cooked. Yeah, again. exactly. Take that. Oklahoma State. Coach K takes an L. You know, Everybody here in, in Stillwater. The SID. The PA guy. You all got beat. Take your L. We'll be back with the Bud Light Post Game Show right after this. Right? I mean, it's just there's. Let me hit a couple of those texts real quick off the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, Plank said, tell me how and it activated my Siri. Oh, no. I hope I didn't activate it again. Tell I'm me sorry. how. <laughs> uh, for the 405. Who wants to play in crappy weather in October and November? That's Me. off of the <laughs> – Josh does. A uh, little big show, uh, plank show context here. That was from a conversation with last segment where we were talking about whether or not the Big Ten's a better fit than the SEC. Whose fault is that? Who brought that up, Red Dirt Sports? It's, uh, it's definitely my fault for sure. Um, I was just kind of in the mood to talk about when's this thing going to happen today. Woke up feeling violence. I like it. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I like this one. Go ahead. If you two jokers mess up an undefeated softball season with this conversation, you will not be forgiven making bets with Texas. And I, uh, oh, by the way, to your text from several days ago, who sings that version of War Pigs? That is uh, Weezer. It's a very good version of War Pigs. I, I have tried to jinx things now. It doesn't live. It doesn't exist. You all need to stop. Well, and if you want to blame anyone, don't blame Plank. I was the one that was trying to make Texas pay for the exit fee. No, we, we were setting up a plan. We have a plan. You get beat. Oh, you just meant for the exit fee. I was talking about the whole thing. 
right? I'm saying for everyone. The rest of the – you say Texas. I'm like, okay, rest of the Big 12. Someone beats Oklahoma, then that's fine. We'll stick till 2025. But if we sweep through this, we're out. Later. See ya. You think they take that bet? Probably I not. think if Oklahoma baseball can sweep the Kansas schools, they should have to pay our exit fee. <laughs> there you go. But Kansas State might be pretty good. I know no one wants to hear that. They just – That's a dangerous gamble, though. Pete Hughes, you know. Right. Uh, a couple more quick ones here. This is uh, off the Nebraska conversation. How would you all divide up the SEC if Nebraska, Texas, and OU all went SEC at the t- same time and Missouri is out of the SEC? Uh, Nebraska, Texas. I, I love the pod idea. Yeah, it'd be OU, Texas, Nebraska, and Arkansas, and it'd be freaking amazing. Right. Or, or A&M. If it's not Arkansas, but yeah, I think nah, forget a and I get the sense in in if it's pod life, right? If it's four four team pods, which I think is kind of cool, but I get the sense, Josh, that this is going to end up being a situation where they do want Oklahoma and Arkansas together, and and I do too, and then I think you want Oklahoma and Texas. Oklahoma, Texas, and maybe Arkansas combo. And then whomever's at fourth, if it's Missouri. Probably going to be Missouri. If it's A&M, I don't, I don't think Texas and Texas A&M necessarily want to be in the same pod. Okay, so I was having how this we, debate. How do we get into this? I, I was, don't know. You did this. This is all your fault today, and I'm grateful for I it. I was having this debate the other night with John Williams on Locked On Sooners. Locked On. That's right. Part of the Locked On Network. And – the debate was essentially, would you rather do the pods or the division setup when you get to the SEC? And I've always been team pods. And then he threw kind of this curveball at me, which which was, okay, but what about divisions? But basically you only play an SEC schedule, so you have like 11 games. And I said, okay, well, if that's what you're doing, then fine. You've, you've talked me into divisions. But there's no way, right? As forward-thinking as Greg Sankey has been <laughs> – there's no way that they're going to be the first to really take that leap of faith where essentially you only play an SEC schedule, right? I mean, that seems like a step too far. Depending on who else. So we're operating on the assumption that it's with what would then be the 16 teams that are in there and not, say, additions, and this becomes a 20-team league where the next thing you know it's, hey – Clemson and Florida State are on their way to the SEC. Ohio State and Michigan. Ohio State and Michigan are on their way to the SEC because if something like that happens, then maybe, Josh, it is just you're playing within your league. But even if that does happen, you still – I mean, I, I don't – call me crazy, but I don't mind the the games again. Well, and I'm an, I'm an alum, so I, I'd fight and scratch and claw for this. But I like seeing Oklahoma State-Tulsa and Oklahoma-Tulsa, and I like seeing Arkansas-Arkansas State or – you know, I guess Houston would now be part of the Big 12 with Cincinnati, but I, I don't know. I don't want to see all those things just disappear under the guise of a the ultimate power conference. Sure, and I'm totally okay with those de- games disappearing. <laughs> like, listen, I'd like for them to games disappear. that could disappear. Oklahoma, um, Alabama, Chaminade, or you know, Alabama versus Towson State. Those can go. Right, and, and and I know those are big paydays for those leagues and those teams, but yeah, no, no, no. We, don't, we don't need the FCS game anymore. <laughs> so sure, glad Plank is putting bad vibes on softball. No, 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 that's not the case. I believe it's Crimson. me. It's me. No, no and, and more than vibes. more than anything, 
More I'm than sure anything. Coach wouldn't appreciate that. Stop it. We're not trying to put bad vibes on OU softball. I was just I was just We're trying to get this exit fee paid for. That I'm trying to point out how ridiculous it is whenever people say don't mention a no hitter and how I've mentioned it in all of the last five no hitters well before it happened. Third inning. I hey, got a no no going here. Everyone's oh. I'm like, well, let's see. I, I'm going to say it once in the third, and we'll go from there. Don't don't apply that to Major League Baseball, though. I if mean, and when that opportunity arrives for you, you will be shunned. Well, and then honestly, to be honest with you, in softball, because of a five-inning game, for the most part, when the Sooners have played 30 of their 36 games in five innings, I wouldn't even start talking about a potential no-no or a perfect game until the fifth inning anyway. But now whenever you're <laughs> – you're living in run rule territory all season long. It's like the third. Well, they've nine up, nine down. There you go. I mean, you're on the cusp of a no-no. You got to get through two more innings. Yeah, I. You know, you and I do not have much impact on what's going to be happening with I'd Oklahoma like to, softball. I'd like to think I do. And then one more quick text, and then we'll finally get to some news this hour. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line four zero five six five one three four three nine. Do you guys know if they're still wanting to close the upper deck for the spring game? I bought my tickets the day they went on sale and won a good crowd, but I really don't want to have to sip upper deck, even though that means it's a good crowd. Yep, no upper deck. It's uh, it's not going to be open for the spring game, so you're good. You're good. That does limit capacity numbers. Hey, I'm Captain Obvious. Welcome to the show today. But I think it creates a really nice environment for it. I do. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know that you're ever going to. I know that's been the charge in the campaign. Look what these other SEC programs do in the afternoon. But I just think people are a little bit smarter around here and realize that the spring game is basically a glorified exhibition. I don't think you're ever going to get to the point where you have 85,000 people at a spring game. I'm sorry. I just I don't see it. Yeah, me neither. 50,000 is an incredible attendance number for a spring game. Incredible. And I saw that there was some of the debate on Twitter.com last night about free versus 15 bucks, and I completely understand that. You know, it, it's frustrating. But I've said this a lot, and I firmly believe it. There's still 60,000 OU fans that would find a way to pay 15 bucks and get here to support it, even though it costs a little bit to get here. It's the cheapest tickets you're ever going to have for an OU football game. And they're going to get after it. So, I hope I get to go. It's kind of where I – I don't know. If, last year, I didn't even end up getting to go. We played one of our longest games of the year that Saturday did OU softball. So, OU-Iowa State that day at 1 o'clock. Spring game at 3. Now, if we book through the game, hour 30 minutes, I'll be all over the sidelines. But if Baker we go, Mayfield, honored at recess. You think Baker's going to do some media leading up to it or no? Yeah, I'd imagine either before or probably he'll meet with the local media after his uh, statue's dedicated. I'm just throwing it out there. You know who Baker Mayfield's favorite player was when he was a kid, right? It's Teddy Lehman. Oh, really? So I'm just saying maybe Theodore can make something happen here on the He's come on the, on the rush uh, yeah. in the past. Remember, he, that's where he made the comment about, uh, oh, gosh, which quarterback am I – missing out on that he didn't really like it Daniel Jones no no no, on Texas's quarterback oh 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 yeah 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 I know what you're saying and it went viral yeah that's I don't think he's been on since I don't think he's been on since 
<laughs> right, yeah, that might have ended the working relationship. I don't know. Uh, I got a funny text here that I'll share. All right, quick break. At some point, we'll get to the top five stories today in hour three brought to you by Roof Tech of Oklahoma. What just happened there is what happens in my day-to-day life. I just got caught. I was, someone sent me an Instagram reel, so what do I end up doing? I'm on reels for like the three-minute break. Yep, it's gone. But I, this has been a great show for me because, A, I'm feeling better. Nice. You've brought me back. But number two, oh wait, did I just go A and then number two? A, B, number three. three. Number two, um, I've we've accomplished a lot on this show. For as much as I've dumped all over my effort here today, I feel like you've picked me up. You've carried me to the finish line. And the people. The people have responded. Um... Quick, quick segment. Catch up on a couple of texts here, then just get a break. Sound sure. Good to you. Yeah, and we can just. Who would you all pick for OU number two or backup quarterback? Nick Evers. That's who it's going to be. Um, you know what? I am intrigued by all things Micah Bowens, but I can't allow myself to get too caught up in a guy that lost his backup job. Or lost a battle with Ralph Rucker. Now, what I've noticed is Mike has got some super fans on Twitter that will hear things like this and they'll come, they'll let you hear about it, and that's fine. Some will say he didn't have much of an opportunity, and that's fine. Everyone gets a clean slate from here on out. So, if, but if it's not Evers, I'm going to have a, I'm going to be shocked because I think everything you hear and we've heard from that kid has been pretty special. No doubt. I mean, obviously, super talented, can, uh, you know, seemingly, just based on what you hear, make all the throws. And just in terms of sheer talent, I think you'd say Gabriel and Evers are the clear cut one and two here. Right. Though, you know, Bowens and Rucker are guys that have been around. Ben Harris, got to say him so Kendall doesn't get upset. That's right. Kendall, if you've done one thing on this show, you have added to the reminder that Ben Harris is part of this rotation. And for that, we are grateful. I forgot this scene. What What are you looking for right now? You're constantly playing the water boy. <laughs> That's right. Nick Evers, baby. Backup quarterback. That ain't no gas. That's what it's going to be. Poor Lynn Swan. He didn't know what hit him. It's like, what just happened? Got hit with the haymaker from Vicky Valancourt. Now you know what I'm doing. I'm watching Waterboy as soon as I get home. Uh, there was one more there that I think we wanted to uh, that we wanted to get to, and it was uh, down, down. No, I don't want to fight with that guy. Um, wait, there was one down about the basketball transfer. Um, well, there oh, it is. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. <laughs> that shows you how crazy it's been here in this hour. What are the odds that Bamasil will be eligible next year since this is his second transfer? He will need a waiver. I I think he's a – isn't he a grad transfer? No, oh, I don't oh, think okay. so. He's he's pretty young. I think he was a sophomore. Well, Harkless is eligible next year because he's a grad transfer. So the one-time transfer exemption, I that's a great question. I do not know how that's going to work. It's a great question. Yeah, I mean, obviously they could use – Immediate help. I mean, he comes in, six foot four dude, sixteen points per game, thirty five percent from three point range, forty six percent from the floor. Um, 
But, yeah, that, that leaves. That's a really good question. Here's what the Tulsa World wrote. NCAA rules dictate that athletes have a one-time eligibility waiver to transfer. Whether Bam Seal is able to provide an immediate offensive punch for the Sooners next year hinges on a transfer waiver being granted by the NCAA. So he's not playing next season for OU. Unless, unless he's got some extenuating circumstances that we don't know about, Josh, I would agree with you. I don't think we're going to see him in 23. Yeah, extenuating circumstances being, yeah, I realized I'd rather play in the Big 12 versus yeah. at George Washington. <laughs> and, and again, you can't, the one-time transfer rule, as I understand it, you know, the grad transfer is still there. You, can, you got your degree. You can grad transfer anywhere that whatever field you want to get into has a, Listen, there's rules, too. I'm not going to pretend like they can't flanagle those rules. But it used to be, from a grad transfer perspective, you were going to a place that had a feel that you wanted to study, but the school that you were at didn't have it. And that was the original grad transfer rule. I don't know if it still is the same. but The waiver from Oklahoma and Porter Moser being, dude, are you kidding me? We're playing in the Big 12. <laughs> there's your Please. waiver. Uh, and and by the way, this one more quick one from the super secret Textoso line from my man Stephen Link. No hitters don't don't go away because of the words. They go away when a pitcher makes a mistake or a good hitter hits a good pitch. That's all. If talking about anything happening between the first and the last pitches held mystical powers, I think practice would look a lot different. Probably more conversation and less batting practice, infield outfield drills. Yeah, coach would be like, uh, Chris, can you be at practice on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? I need you to say that a no-hitter is happening so our hitters can get a hit. Yeah. I really need Oklahoma to win this weekend because I've, we've kind of gone back and forth with <laughs> this guy now. And sure. I, I really like would, – would enjoy being proven right. And if Oklahoma loses, it's going to be, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys put the hex on them. Uh, hey, they're 36-0. and 0. We've said the same thing for the nine weeks of the season so far. Yeah, I've been trying to curse them ever since last year's Women's College World Series National Championship Series. I mean. Just kidding. The people. mindset needs to be of confidence in a championship mindset, not, oh, no, don't say we're good. Come on, people. I'm sure that all of the opponents have had their voodoo dolls and <laughs> it's not been it working. Takes. All right, listen, we owe you one more segment. We're going to get some news in here to wrap it up. A little mashup between the news, according to Josh, and the top five stories of the day, which have completely been forgotten about today because SEC, because Josh signs BCS. Josh, Josh brought up the BCS and the SEC. All right, it's a plank show right here on the ref. All right, final segment for us. We got four minutes. The musical stylings of the darkness. Good I believe in a thing called love. One hit wonders. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> Weren't they kind of like a mock band? No, I guess they were legit. I thought they were one of those bands that kind of made made a, made a hit, and they're like, oh, we how that happened. We're done, yeah. I guess we're done. <laughs> that's, that's it. They're basically the Fountains of Wayne. Here is a, a couple of quick sound bites from LeBron the sports. James. LeBron James. Will he sign an extension this summer with the Lakers? What a conversation uh, hasn't been – talked about or and technically because of the collective bargain agreement cannot even be discussed um, until later on in the year. So, you know, I, I know it's out there, but we can't even, myself and Rich can't even begin to talk with Rob or the front office at all because of. Uh, 
Meanwhile, right. here's so Rob. They can't, they they can't, can't do it anytime it. soon. It's like, just say they can't talk about it. Here's Rob Plink on LeBron's future. And whether the or not partnership we've had first with LeBron. But did you hear that word? I'm sorry. I trample. The partnership we've had with him. The partnership we've had first with LeBron, his representatives, has been great. Just a gold standard. And we've appreciated his professionalism and directness. The amount of conversations we have over the course of the season is really meaningful. And every indication that we've received is that he sees the Lakers as his home. And That's a good sign for the Lakers. Is it? I'd rather move on from LeBron. Meanwhile, uh, they don't really have anything, though. False narrative that our boy Russ is fighting against. I don't want to get into details of what story, who wrote it, why. It is, it's pointless. It doesn't really matter because it's not true. You know, if it doesn't come from me, I'm a very straight-up person, as you guys know. You know, I, I will stand on anything that actually happens that don't happen. But unfortunately, throughout the season, the ability to be able to constantly create stories about myself and things that I may have or people thought I may have been doing. It, it can like jade people's perspective of me and like the outside fan and outside world. For me, it's frustrating, especially throughout the season that I have to keep fighting against all those made up narratives. That's not true. That ain't true. No wonder they've been on the national shows talking Lakers all day. There's some pretty interesting stuff happening out there. I told you, dude, they, they're fighting back against it right now. Yeah, why is Palinka calling it a partnership? Is that not the dorkiest thing ever? It's because that that's what totally, you got to have. Yeah, well, I mean, that's LeBron James pulling all the strings is what that is. That's right. I mean, Palinka's a puppet. All right, quick break, and then Steely and Thune take over next. Right here on The Ref for Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. We're off to Cavens tomorrow, and we got a busy show. Mark Williams is going to join us, and my man – uh, Ryan Fowler from Alabama Love tomorrow it. on the show. So loaded guest a day tomorrow right here on the ref. Celian Thune at noon next right here on the Home of Student Fans.